the Meditation and Mental Prayer podcast. My name is Christabel, I'm a teacher and a theologian, and I make this podcast to help us all to enter into a deeper relationship with the Triune God. We do this through the lofty heights of prayer, particularly that of mental prayer. In this episode, we're going to adhere to the seven-step method that St. Teresa of Avila advocates. And we're going to apply it to the reading of the second Sunday after the Epiphany. The way that St. Teresa formulates her mental prayer is recognised by us as adhering to seven steps. There are two introductory parts, that is, the preparation of moving into the presence of God and then the reading. The two steps which are essential, the next two steps, are meditation and the colloquy, which takes the form of a deep, loving conversation. Three follow-up steps, which can be as long or as short as we wish, are the thanksgiving, offering and the petition. I will read the actual Bible piece at the end. But to proceed on, we realise as we look at this, the first miracle of Jesus, that the church has already been through the childhood of Jesus and now we're going to follow him into his ministry. So in John chapter 2, verse 1 begins... And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus also was invited, and his disciples to the marriage. Now, this is the first time we see Our Lady speaking really to Jesus about what will later become her children. And she will receive the mandate at the foot of the cross. We will be handed to her as her children. And you can see that from this she always cared for people. Jesus worked this first miracle because of her intercession. It was so powerful that even though he said to her, my hour is not yet come, he actually went ahead and did as she asked. And strangely enough, she knew he was going to, even though he said, what is it to you or to me? Because he knew and she knew that it wasn't just he who was entering into the ministry, but that she was too. Because he said, what is it to you and to me? You could see the binding there of the two of them. Jesus knows that his mother is full of grace. And so anything that she suggests to him comes from God. Just as the Spirit led him out into the desert and he followed his father's command. Here now was proof for him that his ministry had begun. She had said nothing, just simply acted as if her request would be answered. As we read this piece, we can see how meditating on it brings us enlightenment and brings us to a point of love where we enter into the love between Jesus and his mother and we experience that love for us. So that's our meditation. And the mental prayer then is what will happen next because we'll begin to talk to them about it, we'll begin to discuss it and we'll begin to love them more and more because of what we've read here. As we begin our journey into mental prayer, we usually discover that God gives a lot of consolations. Consolations bring enlightenment. We feel God's presence. We take his presence with us out of the prayer and into the wider world. We look forward to returning to his presence. We look forward to returning to this part, this heart of mental prayer. Things become different there. We are with God. And so these beginning times can be very beautiful leading to mental prayer in this gospel is the words the water made wine and we know that the water was made wine and we know that there was some consternation about how good the wine was there are two points here to be meditated on and 
both can lead into deeper mental prayer, depending on how you and God talk to each other and what he wants to tell you at this time. The first is that this was a public thing that happened. It was a public proclamation. And on this, we allow ourselves to meditate on how public are we on exposing other people to Jesus. How often do we show his miracles? How often do we discuss his miracles? Has indeed they discussed the miracle at Cana? And so there remains quite a lot of investigation here and application of this miracle to our own lives. And of course there is the famous sentence by Our Lady, whatever he tells you, do it. The actual words are, his mother saith to the waiters, whatsoever he shall say to you, do ye. And into this we can inject our own thoughts and our own meditation which leads to mental prayer, asking Jesus with as much love as we can and because we love him, what can we do? What are you saying to me, Lord? Our Lady says, I am to do whatever you tell me. What are you telling me to do? Show me, send your Holy Spirit to enlighten me so that I know what your will is for me in every situation. It used to be easy to know God's will. But in today's world, advice comes from every direction. And when we think of the questions that we need to know an answer to, we need a definite answer. What do we do in such and such a situation? The whole world is asking the question. But especially our church, our church leaders, are giving very different directions. And so how do we know what God's will is for us? It used to be easy to know, and really it still is. If we go back to the commandments, and one particular commandment, thou shalt not kill. If we know that we're not supposed to kill tiny unborn children, adults that get in our way, the elderly, we're not supposed to kill them. It's simple enough, really. That's God's will for us. And so we must fight for that will. We must stand up for Jesus. Stand up like soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. From victory on to victory his army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The trumpet call obey. Forth to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day. Ye that are men now serve him against unnumbered foes. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh shall fail you. Ye dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armour and watching on to prayer. Where calls the voice of duty be never wanting there. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. The strife will not be long. This day the noise of battle. The next the victor's song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be, he with the King of glory shall reign eternally. As St. Teresa would say, Because I love you so much, Lord, I will fight for you. I will fight and raise your cross high so that everyone can see it. Because of my love for you. This is my answer to my mother's call to do whatever 
he tells you. Now, as we come to the end of our meditation, we do our thanksgiving and there is lots of scope for thanking God for everything that is going on in this piece of the gospel. And then we make the offering. We offer ourselves as soldiers of Jesus Christ in the days ahead. We offer ourselves to Our Lady, asking her, telling her that we are so ready to serve her as our Queen and our Mother. We need to make a petition. We need to ask for graces to sustain us in our everyday lives and especially in the terrible days ahead when we have to carry, if only in our hearts through mental prayer, the foundations of the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Thank you for joining me today. If you want to find out more about the podcast, I'd like you to go to the website meditationjournals.com You can also download from there a free meditation journal. God bless.